Welcome back to a bite of D&D where we add flavor to your games and campaigns. I said flavor wrong and I am sitting across the internet from my co-host Zach. What's going on guys? This week we are actually in Wisconsin for Gamehole Con. So we don't have a super long episode for you here. We figured we would fan the flames and make some people upset this week while we are not here to take responsibility for it and we are going to discuss each of us our most useless monster out of the monster manual and then kind of discuss what our plans are for the podcast a little bit going forward absolutely so i think we're each gonna have two minutes at most and we're just going to say this is why this monster sucks and i'll never use it and my hope is that we get you guys good and riled up and maybe encourage you guys to come seek us out here at the con and yell at us. So, Micah, tell me, what is the worst monster in the monster manual? In my opinion, it's the Chasme. Chase Me. It is on page 57, and it is a CR6 large demon chaotic evil. It's just a big mosquito. The most annoying thing on the planet already now in D&D form. For whatever reason, this thing is resistant to cold, fire, and lightning as benefit of being a demon. And one of its key abilities is it drones the most horrid and annoying drone ever that other demons are immune to. It can make you fall unconscious for whatever reason. It's just, it's got, the abilities are decent mechanically, but it's just such an ugly looking creature. It's not particularly inspiring to throw in your game. And its main attack is stabbing you with its its mosquito nose. Yeah, it sounds like a creature that would have been better as a small creature that you could do in a swarms. I mean, like, it'd be fun if you had a demon swarm. Yeah. I. But it's yeah. not that. It's not that. It's, it's not that. I will never use that creature. And you are all free to tell me why I should use it if you so desire. I have I have no case to make for the Chasme. It even has a name. I'm sure we're pronouncing it wrong. But every time I say Chasme, it's like, that's a girl's name, isn't it? Like, I'm not sure that that's, that that's reasonable. Um, it, well, it doesn't sound like a monster name. Right. Right. It doesn't sound It doesn't sound. It sounds menacing. like you could, go, you could go and have a good time, go hang out, go bowling, you know, whatever. Right. You can go see Chasme. Yeah. Exactly. Anything else that inspires hatred for this monster? No, I, I think going back off that creature for a while, I think there's a lot of monsters you could say are useless in the monster manual. The flump is not a particularly useful creature, but it's endearing. And it's one of the few, you know, good creatures you find in the Underdark. It has a soft spot in my heart for the flump. And so for me, it is not the most useless creature in the monster manual. Cool. So we got a re- we got an example of a horrible creature, and then we got an example that probably a lot of people, including myself, thought of would think of for this worthless creature example, the the flump. But uh, I think there's a good case to be made that the flump's endearingness and its like you said, its uniqueness inside the Underdark make it a reasonable addition in here. I do think that putting it in a monster manual is a little bit funny, but I guess that's technically what it is. So. All right. And how about you? What is your least favorite, most useless monster in here? Yes. So my prerequisites for most useless are, could I ever see it being used in one of my games? And 
one of the things that's going to lock this monster out right out the gate, it's on two page 248, is its name. It's O-T-Y-U-G-H. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I had to get online and look it up. It's O-T-U-G. O-T-U-G. If I can't pronounce it, there is 0% chance that I'm going to say it in front of my players. So, <laughs> so right out the gate, that's a hard no for me. It's a CR5 which I think there's a million creatures in that range, that middle tier two, that range right there. I think there's a million creatures that I want to run in that range. I'm not going to take the time to take one of those slots. You know, at least the Chasme has resistances and other things that make it interesting. This creature is large size. It's an aberration. Aberrations have the ability to be whatever you want, like the sky's the limit. And this thing has no vulnerabilities, no resistances, no immunities, nothing fascinating at all it has dark vision that's it It has a limited telepathy forgettable it has a bite and a tentacle attack the bite has a poison none of these things are surprising or fascinating it's got three legs for some reason nobody wants to bite a tripod thing it's got three tentacles for some reason like it's described as a living trash disposal i just say what's the purpose of this why am i going to take an hour out of a session and or 30 minutes out of the session and have my players fight something like this why would i ever have it sitting around somewhere if i'm not having them fight it it just it's just a weird creature and it doesn't feel inspired i actually suspect and i'm reaching the end of my time here but i would actually suspect that this is one of those creatures that is original to D, was drawn on a napkin or was a plastic mini that had no purpose and so they just made up stuff on the fly and that's what we're left with nobody's actually given the time to make this thing interesting from day one well yeah they had a bunch of parts when they were doing minis that just kind of fell apart or got mangled in the machine and they're like perfect new monster there you go yeah so that's my argument for why the otug is is the worst in the monster manual feel free to feel free to Hate me. If any of you have a worst monster or something you won't use, feel free to holler at us. In the meantime, I think we are going to move on to what our goals are for the podcast in the coming year and what we are going to try to move on with on our end. So Gamehole Con features prominently in this plan. Our mindset here is to try to grab a few guests, and I, I hope that we will have several guests moving forward to shake things up, bring some new perspective and to bring some, maybe some new insight into some different products. You know, hopefully we'll get to talk to some creators, some writers and get to find out, you know, the ins and outs of certain areas of the business side of Dean. Yeah. One of the big things we had started doing and when we originally started this podcast is we wanted to have friends. We wanted to have guests on and as real life happened and as we were no longer in the same town, it made it more and more difficult to try and get a third person on. So we do want to refocus on bringing other people in to expanding the conversation, to getting them to be able to plug some of their own cool stuff going on because we're just sitting here talking about stuff already in the books. There are a lot of you guys who are doing some pretty cool stuff in the realm of D&D, and we would love to help highlight some of that in our own small way. I think the other thing that we have talked about doing, and it's another thing we did start doing early on, and it kind of dropped off, is maybe not necessarily streaming, but at least recording and throwing up audio for our games. Now, just from a time management perspective, because I do pretty much all of the 
editing on our episodes. I do not have time to edit two different campaigns that are, you know, two to three hours long per session every week. So if we do that, it is going to be raw audio. Now, part of the challenge there is one of my players does not have access to a computer. She has to play through her iPad after the computer died. That means she can't actually get into Fantasy Grounds. And we also sometimes have some weird lag issues and stuff on audio. I haven't wanted to record or do anything because I don't feel like it is enjoyable to watch, even though uh, we have a ton of fun with the game. I wouldn't want to lose my player. She's been great and helps keep everyone else on track. So kind of have held off on that. It does seem like our audio issues have, for the most part, kind of been ironed out. So I might at least start getting that recorded, and at least that would be the goal. But throwing up some raw audio, I don't know what we'll call it. I've been playing around with just calling it a raw bite of D&D or a bite of D&D raw. I don't know. It's a food joke. We're not editing it. It's not (laughs) prepared. You're just getting what's there. I don't know. That is kind of my plan, my thought process there, and just doing that as a side thing. Potentially uh, split it into its own separate podcast so it's not getting mixed in with our normal episodes. If you guys have any of your own opinions on what you would like out of that, feel free to let us know. But as of right now, the goal, I would like to see us start doing a little bit more of that for you since I know a lot of people do enjoy listening to games. And we also talk about very frequently our own DMing and our own games and stuff and how we do things. And I think it would be nice that we could actually show you guys what that is. So you can mock us for how we do things because it's easy to make it sound like we're, you know, very good at what we do and we screw up just as much as everyone else does. I would disagree. I think that we have a hard time even sounding like we know what we talk about, what we're talking about. Like that. Yeah, I think that that's possible. It's also possible that maybe we'll just do some one shots or something like that so that you can get a glimpse but not have to suffer through a monologue, my monologue for, for weeks on end. The only other thing I would say is that if you are listening and you have created something to put on the DMs Guild, I would love to talk to you. I would love to have you on the podcast. I would love to review your product in a honest way. I would be super thrilled. I will even buy your product if it's on the DMs Guild. I'd be super excited to do any of that. So if that is you and you are a listener, you get in contact with us. The best way is probably on Twitter, but you get a hold of us and I will make it happen. Yep. Uh, Our guest list does not only include what we're doing here at Gamehole Con or uh, potentially Winter Fantasy here in a few months. If you listen or you see one of our few and far between tweets or anything like that, if you holler at us, we would love to help promote what you're doing. We would love to talk about things with you because we like the game and we like meeting other people. We don't always sound like it, but I promise you we do enjoy (laughs) conversations (laughs) with you. Yeah, that sounds good with me. I think if we're all finished here, let's get back to our tables here at GameholeCon. All right. We'll see you guys. Thank you. Later. Later.